Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there. You are listening to Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Uh, first of all, I wanted to start our episode with announcing our winner, azshimes at gmail.com, the $100 Amazon gift card. We've been doing a survey to see what kind of a content you guys are interested in. And thank you so much for every single one of you that participate in the survey. I got tons of good information that I'm going to take a moment to share with you. So 33% of you wanted more topics around sexual skills, which is perfect. You are in the midst of the sexual skill season. We have so many interesting episodes on prostate massage. We're going to talk about more about foreplay. We're going to talk about how you can elevate your thrusting game. We're going to talk about different sexual positions, different types of orgasm. So whatever that you think you would need, I, I, I have it covered for you. I know many of these things are the topics that you have to pay to learn, but I want to make sure that I make a sex education accessible to all. So we have full two months of this coming up your way. 27.8% of you wanted more on psychology of relationships. That's also wonderful. So I'm thinking about either on March 1st or April 1st to start our new season on how to have sexy relationships. Because I work with many couples in long-term relationships and often the dynamic, what happens in the relationship, inside and outside the relationship cause issues for people's sex life. So it's not the matter of whether certain positions are better or not, or your partner knows how to be a great lover in the bedroom. But if you are falling into same pattern, that also can cause an issue for you. I already scheduled some very exciting interviews starting late February. So I'm also very excited to talk about that. 16.7% of you wanted more information on women's sexual health. We have more than, I was counting, 56 episodes on that, but I'll make sure that I'll include more. If specifically there is a topic that you want to learn more about, certainly send it my way. 11.1% wanted more on female sexual dysfunctions and 5.6% wanted on men's sexual health, which, which makes sense. Sense because we've been covering so many topics around men's sexual health. I'm, I'm glad to hear that your needs are being met in that area. Today, we're going to talk about sexting. I know talking about sex can be challenging for people. So if you struggle to talk to your partner about sex, whether it's sexting, whether it's communication, feedback, inside and outside the bedroom, you're hardly alone. It's my experience that when we're talking about sexting, we're talking about 
two two levels of thing to consider your comfort with what you want to say and also your partner's reaction in today's conversation we're going to give you actionable tips that will help you to be able to improve your sexting game and we're, we're talking about sexting we're talking about sending written texts or pictures or films so there's so many different options and ideas that I want you to consider and it's my pleasure to have Haley Quinn on our show today. Haley is an internationally recognized dating coach and founder of the UK's largest dating coaching company. She has over 2 million views on her TED Talk and over 100,000 YouTube subscriber. She's the spokesperson for Match, the biggest online dating platform in the world. She has been featured on BBC, Sky, and Channel 4, and is a regular columnist for Cosmo. You can read her full bio in the show notes. Lastly, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Cozy Earth. What I love about Cozy Earth is that they have wonderful sheets and sleepwear and they're very high quality and equally important, responsibly and sustainably sourced material from Earth. So you can get a great night of sleep, feel good about how you are impacting the world. And also their material lasts for a very long time. I'm going to talk more about my experience with Cozy Earth material at the end, but they offered a wonderful offer for my listeners. They provide an exclusive offer of 35% off the entire website when you use the code sexology. So make sure you are using the code when you are ordering their material. And with doing that, you're supporting us as well. And I'm grateful for that. All right. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Haley Quinn. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am so excited to welcome Haley Quinn to our show. Haley, welcome to our show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am very excited about this. We're going to talk about sexting and I truly believe it's a skill, but it's something that I feel like everyone can benefit from, especially if you are want to kind of bring some excitement, novelty into the relationship, and there's a gap galaxy of option out there as far as what you can do for sexting. So before we're going to go deeper on how to do sexting, tell us what counts as sexting. Well, I think there's no one right way to do it. <laughs> so everyone will probably have a different interpretation of what feels sexy and erotic to them. So I wouldn't necessarily jump to the conclusion that it's being explicitly sexual or that it's sending emojis or pictures or videos. It could be changing the tone or the style of conversation which you speak to that person in. It could be demonstrating anticipation for something you'll both physically experience later. It can also be playful and funny and humorous. You know, sex doesn't always have to be serious as well. So I also want to encourage people to not have too much of a rigid idea around what sexting could be and to think about what is erotic and playful for them. 
I grew up in a very kind of like a literary family. So my mom is a like a well-known writer and author. And I, I was getting a writer block when I was thinking about sexting because I thought like, oh my God, it needs to be this erotic fiction. <laughs> and who has time for that? But then later on, I realized I could be so many different things like pictures, like as you said, funny, funny things, or even I know many of my clients, they use emoji. So tell us more about like for couples that are in long term relationship, is that something that they can benefit? Because when most people think about sexting, they think about like the early few dates that like you're building mm. anticipation. And then when you're in a relationship, you're not necessarily doing that. Is that something that couples in relationship can benefit from? Absolutely. I think unfortunately, in a long term relationship, you may find that your communication has started to just be administration. <laughs> you know, you're trying to organize your lives. And in in the middle of that, it can be hard to find space to kind of talk to one another as romantic or sexual partners. So I think that's where sexting in a relationship can be so beneficial as a reminder, actually, of what brought you together in the first place, perhaps before you started running a company or having children or having a, sharing a mortgage on a house together. So that form of communication can be great. It's a great way as well to change a mood. So for instance, if someone's having some stress or you've had a re recent small argument about something silly, or you feel like you want to reconnect or your partner is away on business a lot, or you don't see them very often. Sexing is just one of the tools that you can use to reform that connection. I agree with you. It's excellent way of seducing your partner because at times that people I think one of the complaints I get that they feel they don't ex in the long-term relationship one partner is not experiencing the longing they mm. feel like sex is something else on a to-do list and mm. when, when my partner want to have sex they just roll over and like reach reach toward me in this context that might not be as sexy but I love that you were talking about it as a way to building anticipation, creating excitement, and also preparing your own mind to be mm -hmm. kind of like thinking about like sexy, exciting context. Absolutely. Because I think it's not only the language. Yeah, it's not only the language that you that you speak to somebody else, and it's also your self-talk. And if your self-talk around your relationship is, you know, this person just exists, <laughs> they've become like a piece of the furniture to me then it's going to impact your desire. And I, I really think it isn't the other person's entire job to bring the spark to us. We also have to be conscious of how we can feel sparky and flirtatious and vital and sexy within a relationship. So sexing can give an opportunity for your partner to participate with you in something that's novel and different. I love that. I think that is extremely important. And also for couples, like as you said, for self-talk, thinking about the galaxy of options for sexting, maybe you want to incorporate sending images. And then now you're thinking about what is in this context as sexy and like you're almost adapting that lens that can be very powerful to help you to kind of get simmered in this idea of like, oh God, sex is coming. And this back and forth can help you and your partner to build psychological arousal, which is also something that's missing for some couples in long-term relationships. When it comes to sending explicit messages, images, especially people who are professional, like maybe like older than 20, <laughs> you might be worried about the security of the 
mm. material. So is there any apps that we can use? How can we protect ourselves if we want to send really racy images and exciting texts? Okay, so I would always say in the era of modern technology, obviously you want to primarily feel trust and safety with whoever you're communicating this information to because as much as there are much more secure channels that you can use, you also, the main point of security is you need to feel secure with the individual that you're interacting with to not share and participate in any sharing of that information. Obviously, apps like Snapchat, and I'm in Europe, so we love WhatsApp <laughs> too. And these all give you the opportunity to just, we do you know, too. <laughs> just to send you, send off one-off pictures or that you just look at once and then the picture disappears. So that could be a great way to send content that you know it isn't going to be able, it isn't going to stick around. I would also say that it doesn't also have to just be visual content. Of course, lots of people are more visually aroused. However, you know, for instance, with myself, I'm very much a working mom. I am busy. I would consider myself to be busy all day, every day. And there are plenty of times where I don't feel well put together. You know, I haven't got my makeup on. I haven't done my hair. And the idea of sending an image of myself, I'm like, no, that sounds like too much hard work. I haven't got my lighting or my angles. In that case, also voice notes can be brilliant and really erotic. Like the, you have a lot of power in audio in your voice so if you could say even if you send a really short one like I'm thinking about you or I'm thinking about later or I've got you on my mind today or I was almost going to share something with you but I've I've wimped out you know just a little tease that you can send audio as well so don't feel limited by having to be again your like best most perfect self with visual content you can also send audio content and to an extent that's also safer in inverted commas in that it's less shareable i agree with you that's that's also something to keep in mind that what's doable for you and also what's what is less shareable like pictures versus audio versus written content and at times i tell people that for individuals that you don't know as well maybe you don't want to share images that shows like your tattoo or things that people would know it's exact it's going to be you and also not showing your face i think it's important but also in long term relationship, my, my husband and I were together for like for a very long time and I'm not worried. And he's he loves naked photos like his, <laughs> his thing is nude photography. <laughs> And I'm not worried about him seeing me naked. I, but whenever I'm taking these photos, I was like, okay, will I be okay if this got to show up on Instagram? <laughs> so that's always in my mind too. So I think, as you said, we are living in a day at day and age that's like security, cybersecurity is a complicated matter. And I kind of going back to what to send and what to receive. It's important to also think about what do you experience sexy versus your partner also experiencing sexy. For me, for example, I find it that written content, if I'm reading something that my partner writes, is ex significantly sexier than they're saying it to mm -hmm. me. So I think that's also important for people to think about. Yeah, I love that. And I totally agree. We all have different preferences for communication. I laughed because I think your husband is probably not the only man who has a preference for visual <laughs> methods of communication. But it's nice as well to be able to read something. I'm actually really similar if I if I'm reading a kind of a slightly sexy book, 
that I find so much more romantic and exciting than just than watching a movie. Absolutely. And you know what's interesting that before before I I, ma- I was married, I was I was doing some long distance relationship, and I love that kind of like back and forth. And I realized because of the nature of it, it was forced to be more of a writing, and it that's how I discovered how much I enjoy sexy charged communication as in a written form. Also, the other thing that's really important for people that are meeting or people that or if you want to try something with your partner to definitely have consent Mm. because sometimes the mistake that some people do is they misread the the level of communication and like now we're just like flirting and the next thing that comes is a dick pic (laughs) so how can we ask for consent (laughs) I I love that you said that That would be meaningful for us and our partners right I love that you mentioned that because I also feel that that if there isn't, if someone feels that you have misread the level of communication that they desire, so you, they do get that dick pic out of the blue, it's received so badly because it's also, it will feel to the person like, wow, this, I've been really misunderstood. Like this person doesn't get me and doesn't understand me. So it will feel like a, a larger failure or breakdown of communication rather than just like, I don't like that picture. Enthusiastic consent is also really, really good. And I think there's also plenty of ways you can phrase consent asking questions that are quite erotic because you can phrase them in a way that's For instance, if you enjoy being perhaps more commanding or dominant, there's plenty of ways that you can phrase it around that. Likewise, you can phrase it in a way that's teasing. For instance, you could keep it really plain and you could just say, look, I want to send you a picture now, question mark. Or it could be, can I send you something sexier? It could be, I'm about to go into the shower. Do you want to come along? (laughs) So again, you just you can put it I love that (laughs) yeah and you know again for erotic content it doesn't have to you it could just be you walk into your apartment and you know instead of giving someone a phone call perhaps you just leave your your video camera running as you're getting undressed or getting into the shower and as you said being conscious to not put your face or any distinguishable marks in the photo in the photo or the video but bringing someone into your life and giving them that candid exposure can also be really teasing and as i said you just want before you hit send on anything written audio visual you just want to make sure you've sent that clear question and you've got an enthusiastic yes please back if you don't if you get a oh, i'm kind of tired or maybe or i'm not sure what you're talking about blushy emoji then just cool it off a little bit because actually showing that you are emotionally responsive and you're able to read what the other person is communicating to you, that's actually the basis of things that are erotic. If someone feels understood and that there's a degree of trust and it's there's an ease of communication with you, that's a much better basis for a relationship than a, a jarring dick pic. I agree with you. And I think it's also, it's like a dance that you want to pace yourself. Like, you know, if you send something and the person is not ready for that, it doesn't mean that your dick is wrong (laughs) or you are wrong, right? It's more about the the context wasn't ready yet. So, and I think you're right that it's helpful to read the subtle messaging. Like if you're saying that I'm going to send you something sexy and the partner says, you know, I'm tired, not right now or sure, 
are like the way that they're not as excited, maybe then you can dial it back a little bit on, on the, until the point that they're really excited. So it's it's really important to do that. And it could be, as you said, even thinking about like your partner sending an image of a, a lingerie that you're seeing mm-hmm. or something that you think they look good on it and say, honey, I'm thinking of you on this. So it doesn't need to be extremely erotic if you're not like that that's not who you are but i think that's a skill that people can practice to get better at and i love the idea of video right kind of like letting getting someone into your i think that's that's really awesome and i have like clients that they masturbate and they send it to their partner of course again that's something also that's important that you have the consent knowing that your partner is interested in that but that's also another form of audio that can be very hot and heavy so tell us about that if someone is into written or audio kind of like sexting how can they develop the erotic vocabulary because that is also something that many people are not comfortable with? I think that's a great question. Well, first of all, if you're thinking about audio, sexy audio podcasts are a big thing. You know, there's even podcasting platforms that explicitly just do sexy audio. So lots and lots of people into it. And again, consuming, being a consumer of that content will help you to start to build your own vocabulary. But just like any good writer or any good podcaster, Probably what will make your own erotic vocabulary great is that it's yours. So again, get away from that idea of, oh, I need to suddenly create this like literary masterpiece. What will, especially in a relationship, what will be attractive to your partner is still feeling like they're experiencing you through that writing. If you're not necessarily a writer, a really good thing to do, but you want to send something written, a really good thing to do can actually be to say what you want or dictate what you want and then write what you've said. That will often give your style of writing a more informal touch. So consume the content, try to say it and then write it. So that's a really good hack. Finally, also you can just use a simple change like using slightly erotic words out of context. So it can again be relatively vanilla. It could just be restrain or tempt you know, like I'm very tempted, but or I'm get, like, I'm going to have to restrain myself. So if perhaps it's a quite a big step for you to use any erotic language whatsoever, you can choose maybe a few of these more vanilla terms that, that have that edge of flirtation and then just start to use them in more of your everyday communication with your partner. And that will automatically give your communication an edge of flirtation. Such a great suggestion. And also at times I tell my clients that like, even if that feels uncomfortable, they can kind of spend some time reading to novel to each other. So mm. kind of kind of get used to that in that way, not in like a sexing things, but like I'm talking about it, like reading it together or listening to podcast that you mentioned and kind of talking about what are some of the wars that are really hot and sexy for them and what are some of the wars that you don't like necessarily i just recently had this conversation with my partner about that that there's some wars that because of our background like all of us have different backgrounds like oh my god ew i don't like this <laughs> and there are things that are just so hot and the person might not think and i think if you know that communicating that with the partner also it's important and and i think if you want to get get erotic communication i think encouragement also goes mm-hmm. a long way so kind of encouraging your partner to do it as well when they're doing it even if it's 
not exactly what you want, like as far as like the level of how steamy it is, I think it's important. And I think it, there's so many of people that feel shy about it, if that's something that they haven't done. So what can we do if our partner want to engage in it, but we feel shy or they feel shy? What is the good first steps around that? Okay, I love the fact that you, you started with encouragement because I think positive reinforcement of any good step or progress in that area, even if it isn't as much as you would like it to be, is, is really good. I think if we get into this this dynamic where we feel like we're failing or disappointing our partners, that can be really detrimental to relationships. So positive reinforcement, 100%. I also think if you're feeling uncertain about it, that's a good opportunity to practice some vulnerability which is, again, building emotional intimacy. You know, it might not be building physical intimacy on sexting at this stage, but it's, if your partner can understand and relate why you are feeling that way, again, that is an intimate thing to be able to do. And also, depending on the dynamics of your particular relationship, shyness and coyness in the realm of dating and relationships doesn't always have to be a bad thing. It can be a tease. It can be slow burn and it can be, again, erotic in its own way. So again, if you say, I'm tempted, but I'm not sure about that next step, or that's, that's you know, that's as far as we're going to go tonight, but you're, you're going to have to tempt me more next time. So also practicing communicating some of your personal boundaries. So you feel that you're going at a pace that's safe enough for you to keep exploring. And then also when you see your partner respecting that boundary and that will again help to encourage this positive environment in the relationship where you feel more and more secure to share. I love that kind of like going on the pace that you feel comfortable and communicating that would be important. And again, there is, as we talked about, there's a galaxy of options. Sexy given kind of for some people be a romantic way of expressing how you, how, how you want them, how much you desire them. Mm. So it doesn't need to be fully all explicit if that's something that you're not comfortable with. And going into the positive reinforcement, I think, especially with couples in long-term relationship, you gotta be on top of it. So if you see that your partner is doing it, like just like immediately want to respond all cap yes and kind of like kind of encouraging them because that's how positive reinforcement works right because if you're not doing it immediately if possible and we're not enthusiasm the person might get discouraged especially if they feel uncomfortable and i know many of my clients they love to talk about their previous experiences with the partner retelling the experiences and that also can can be something that feels safe Mm -hmm. And I really like that you brought up as well the explicit, that it doesn't have to be explicit. I think often when we think about sexting, we think about just explicit forms of erotica, whether that is like the dick pic or saying, again, sexually explicit description of what you're doing right now. And in fact, things that are implied or implicit can, I think, be just as sexy in a really different way. And that actually may feel, for some people, that may feel a range they feel more comfortable in. Also, if this is your first experience of sexting a, a new partner, then that also may be a safer place to start, which is less demanding of the relationship. So it could be in terms of photo content, as I said, it could be like, it could be, I feel shy. And you could be taking a selfie in front of a mirror, but you're holding like, a t you know, a towel around you or you're half out and half out you're half out of the duvet you know with maybe you can see the curve of your body or maybe you can see something in shadow so there 
again, a lot of things can be really, really, really sexual without having to be, without having to go too explicit too early on. And as you said, like just saying, I can't stop thinking about you or I'm watching the clock until I get to walk through the door and see you later. It doesn't say, I want to turn your clothes off and see your naked body, but it might as well do. So it's what's implied can often be really, really erotic. So as I said, that can be a great, safer, easier place to start with if you're beginning on your sexting journey. Well, I love all of these seductive, suggestive recommendations you have. (laughs) (laughs) And tell us if there are any other tips that you have for couples that they want to kind of do this, this is new for them, that you would like to share with them. So I think we, as I said, the main things are here that we're going to give positive reinforcement. We're seeking enthusiastic consent. We're understanding that there's not one medium. It could be visual. It could be audio. It could be written. I really loved your suggestion of sharing and participating in something together, whether that's like a porn movie that you both like and you can watch or reading an erotic book or leading, reading an erotic podcast together. It can also be starting in a more romantic realm, like expressing desire to see someone again and then letting things slowly simmer and ramp up from there. It's as I said, it's much better to go for a slow build that feels comfortable to both people and it also gives a lot of time for anticipation to be created rather than jump to like going naught to 100 too early on with something that's too explicit which may not emotionally resonate with the person that you're messaging so all of these ways of creating desire they are they're only kind of as good as the trust and the communication that's within the relationship anyway so take comfort there's no right way of doing things if you're unsure it's okay to express uncertainty it's okay to express vulnerability none of those things are the antithesis of sexy likewise it's also okay to be playful and have fun because sometimes sex is fun sometimes sex is funny and funny things happen you know things go wrong or you you drop the voice out at the wrong time or you send the the picture that you sent to your mom instead of the one that you meant to send and that's that's all okay because again the core of of love really is that acceptance from your partner and also the feeling of joy and lightheartedness that comes with not taking yourself too seriously so you don't need to curate this like an art show you can actually just do you if something goes a bit wrong that's also okay there's nothing more playful nothing more sexy than being playful I like that. And people can kind of experiment with different version of themselves, right? And I think like any other sexual experience, some of some of the parts might be more compatible with our current partner and some of the part might not be as much. And it doesn't mean that you're bad or this is what you did was wrong. It's more about the compatibility at times, especially if that's something that you're doing within consent. Well, I know that we're toward the end of our time and I know that you have tons of great content. So if our listeners, they want to get a hold of your content, where can they find you? Okay, so I'm a dating coach. So sex is actually a little bit out of my vocabulary normally, but I work normally about how people can meet one another and feel really confident in their dating lives. If you're a man, you can head to hayleyquinn.com forward slash attraction. And if you're a woman, you can head to hayleyquinn.com forward slash circle to get access to some of my video library. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and being generous with the information. And I'm also excited. I know you have a YouTube channel, but I'm excited to check out more of your content. And thank you so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
I hope you guys found our conversation useful and you got some ideas on what you can do if you're interested to incorporate sexting in your relationship. If you've never had experienced sexting before with your partner and you guys are in a relationship for a long time, you maybe you can initiate this conversation with asking them if they ever done something like that and kind of noticing, engaging their interest and their comfort and then we can mention maybe straightforward if you are a more direct person that that's something that you want to experiment with my invitation is that if you're not sure about your partner's level of excitement you want to kind of start slow as we talk about consent is important and you can kind of start with slower pace you can keep it fun you don't need to think about it it needs to be this very erotically charged situation as we talked about and sometimes you know if you feel really excited about this you can incorporate some sex toys there's so many interesting teledildonics out there you can send it to your partner and you can have tons of fun with it if you've been successfully sexting with your partner and you have more tips and tricks you can definitely send it our way and then i want to also thank our sponsor cozy earth I have their sheets. Their white sheets are incredible. You can have all sorts of sexy fun in it and you put it on a washer dryer and the color remains the same. It's wonderful. We have the sheets that we have. We have two sets of them, one that they've sent and one that I bought because I loved it so much that that I have been using and it helps you with a better sleep. It's temperature regulated. And what's interesting is that they guarantee what's very interesting about their sheets is that they have 100 nights sleep tests but does that mean that you can try it for 100 nights and if you don't love it you can send it back for full refund i think that that is incredible if you are interested to check it out, you can go to Cozy Earth. You can enter our sexology promotion code and get 35% off. You can find the link in the show notes. And with doing that, you're going to get awesome sheets and sleepwear and also showing us some love and your support help us to keep this show free. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week right here. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.